Welcome to Chinuch 2.0, a show about the massive changes coronavirus has brought to our Chinuch system, some of which may never be the same again. One big feature of the coronavirus era is that kids are getting their school at home. So that means, for better or for worse, that parents are involved in their children's chinuch more than they ever have been before. Being that schools are closed, the schools can't do the job of chinuch without the parents' help, especially with younger kids. So for this show, we decided to have some fun and explore the exotic world of homeschooling. Being that now we are all essentially homeschooling to a certain extent, I thought it would be both eye-opening and fun to hear from a Jewish family that is actually doing homeschooling while enjoying the process. Bethany Mandel is a part-time writer and editor who has willingly stood up to the task of homeschooling her bunch of kids. And she strongly believes that it's a much better way than the way everyone else does it. And... As she points out, homeschooling is a much better alternative to what sadly is becoming more and more common amongst Jewish families who limit the number of children that they have just because they can't afford the high tuition that day schools charge. The point of this interview is not to suggest that everyone should immediately pull their children out of school and start homeschooling them, even though they're probably doing 90% of it now anyways with coronavirus, but rather It's to hear the perspective of a mother that is homeschooling and how happy she is to be doing so. So without further ado, let's go to our interview with Bethany. So we're speaking with Bethany Mandel. She's a Jewish mom of four kids. She's a writer. She's an editor for Ricochet.com and a writer for The Forward. And her biggest part of her day is homeschooling her children. Hi, Bethany. Hey, how are you? Okay, so uh, quite an interesting career <laughs> that yeah. you chose for yourself. Um, most mothers and most, uh, most people today find the, the concept of homeschooling fascinating and scary. So talk us through a little bit how you came to the decision that you as a mom want to homeschool your children instead of sending them to school. So I, when my daughter was born six and a half years ago, um, we, my husband and I sort of did the math on the back of the envelope, like send her to the crappiest daycare in town and we'll pull in like a couple hundred bucks a week. And I'm, I'm talking like 200 bucks a week, really not a lot. And so we decided that I would stay home and I would freelance um, because I was not really super willing to send her to the crappiest daycare in the town. But if I were to get a nanny, then we would have been losing money. So financially staying home made sense. Um, and then I loved it and I loved, I loved freelancing and I surrounded myself with other parents and and heard so many horror stories about how much people were paying in tuition. And and my husband and I looked at each other. We're like, well, if we can't afford daycare, we can't afford day school. And we wanted to have 
we wanted to have a number of children. We wanted to have a litter. So we have four now. We had four kids in five years. Wow. And we're like, no, yeah, we're not sure if we're done. It's like the, it's the constant existential question. I talk about it literally every day. Do I want a fifth? I don't know. I don't know. Um, but it wouldn't, the third and the fourth never would have been on the table where we sent into day school because there's no way we could have afforded it. Mm. And so initially that was sort of what drew us to think about other options. Um, but then I started noticing when the school bus left and when the school bus came back and it left really, really early and it came home really, really late. And I just, I, the more that I learned about education, I was, I was a fifth grade teacher 10 years ago now. Um, so I, I have familiarity with education and, and the more I sort of came to understand what day school education was, the less comfortable I was with it. Um, I thought that there wasn't enough play in a lot of my local schools. Um, the The day was too long. Uh, there was too much at the desk time instead of outdoors time. Um, and the things that I wanted my kids to learn um, weren't necessarily being covered. I want my kids to learn literature and art and music and really appreciate sort of the beauty that Hashem has given us. And I felt like there was a there was too much memorization. There was too much rote learning. There was too much tests. And that to me, um, I, to me, I, I think education is supposed to sort of not just prepare you for a job, but prepare you to live a life. And, and I, I didn't necessarily see that in schools. And I don't know if that's possible to do in schools in a classroom setting. And so um, I sort of started looking around at, um, at my, my Christian friends who were homeschooling and sort of following their lives a little bit. And I thought like, oh, wow, their days look really calm and really beautiful and, and hard. But I, I sort of got so accustomed to being home with my kids that I thought like, I never want to go back to an office. I never want to just drop my kids off. Um, I, I, I love, I loved being home with my kids and, and I've been home with them for six and a half years. And I at least, I mean, now that my husband's home, he gets it, but I'm like, I never want to go back to an office. Please don't ever make me go back to an office. This is amazing. And that, I mean, I, I'm out, hiking with my kids at one o'clock in the afternoon on a Tuesday and I'm such a jerk. I post about it on Instagram and I'm like, <laughs> that's not nice. <laughs> and I'm like, here I am in the Creek. Hope y'all are enjoying your day in the office, but that's how I feel. Okay. So when it comes to homeschooling, there's obviously a spend, there's, there's two aspects that people will find very difficult. Number one is spending so much time with their children. Like, you know, some people like need to get a break. And then yeah, the other thing is, I get it. <laughs> and the other thing is fitting everything in. Like if you're a mom, yeah. you're having baby, you had four kids in five years mm -hmm. and you were homeschooling and, uh, you know, and, and then you have multiple children. So you're going to have yeah. to homeschool all of them. So how do you fit everything in? So the, the fitting in part is actually not so hard. So we, we do morning time in the morning and that, that fits in a lot of stuff. And, and all of us, well, at the ba I mean, the baby's napping, but the, th the three older kids who are six and a half, five and three, they sit with me and we, um, we read a poem. We listen to a song. We say bracha over a food. I pick a food every day. And, and my three-year-old has learned his bracha like legitimately really well. Um, and I mean, that's, we, I instituted that this year and that has been a, a huge benefit to our homeschool. Um, we look, we look at a piece of art once a week. Um, 
and so there's there's a lot of we I fit in all of the like sort of extra beautiful things in the beginning of the day and so that's what my boys do with me and it's 20 minutes a day it's really not that much time um and then at the end of it they're released <laughs> and then they go play and they're so excited to be like okay now we're done that they run away <laughs> <laughs> then run I away said, from school. Yeah. <laughs> even, even homeschool yeah. kids run yeah. away from school because <laughs> they don't want to sit. They're boys, right. um, and they—I mean—they like it. They ask me when we when we're starting morning time. When can we do it? When are we going to say the bracha? What are we going to say the bracha over today? Like what? Are, and they like are debating it beforehand. I'm like, there's no conversation about the bracha until we get to the bracha. Like there's there's excitement around it, but then by the end of it, they're like, okay, now I'm done. Twenty minutes is is enough time for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I sit down with my oldest and bang out almost everything we do math we do english um we do like a science thing um and that's basically it for the day there's a little bit of piano that she does in the afternoon and she does that separately um she does like an online program so i don't have to i don't have to hover um and then we do a craft pretty often um and that's that's a homeschool day for kindergarten or first grader mm-hmm. so how many hours a day is it for the for her? hour and a half mm-hmm. No, okay. It's really not that much time. I, mm. I as a classroom teacher, um, you sort of come to realize how much time is wasted um, when you have twenty five kids and there's transition times. And when you're, te- I, I, my, the best example I give is like when I was teaching a math lesson to twenty five kids. I had kids who got it immediately, kids who needed to work through the problems, and kids who were lost, and kids who were hopelessly lost. And so I had to circle the classroom and give the kids who got it immediately extra work. I had to work through it with the kids who needed the help. I needed to go to the kids who needed a lot of help and do the best that I could. And the kids that were lost were just crying. And I would just put my hand on their shoulder and say like, sorry, I really don't have time for you. And that's teaching math in a classroom of 25 kids. And it's really hard. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's a lot of circling and a lot of assigning busy work, helping, comforting, whatever. And the math that you can teach in a classroom can't be super manipulative based because you can't have 25 kids who each have a baggie of um, centimeter cubes and a baggie of um, uh, geography blocks. And like, there's there's so many manipulatives that are are wonderful to have for this age range, but they're just not feasible in a classroom of 25 kids. Um, So when I'm doing math with my daughter, it takes like 15 minutes and super manipulative based curriculum we're using and she loves it and I love it. And I immediately know when she's getting it and if she's getting it, then we move on. If she doesn't, then we don't. Um, but there's no crying mm-hmm. <laughs> because I'm here as long as I'm here until you get it. And there's no moving on mm-hmm. with my kids, my three, four, five, sometimes five, usually it was three or four kids who were hopelessly lost. We just had to move on. I can't, I can't, I can't stop the entire curriculum for you. And that stinks. Because you know you're leaving kids behind. Yeah. Yeah. And so Mm -hmm. you have to move on. And so by the end of the year, there are kids who haven't learned a thing because they didn't master skill A, so they can't master skill J. Mm -hmm. But then there's kids who, when we finish the year J, but they could have been at Y. And it's it's frustrating teaching in a classroom setting in that way because there's kids who are bored. There are kids who are left behind. And you're teaching towards the middle. And that's, it's not a fun place to be. Right. Yeah, oh, that's true. So do you see, do you anticipate, because you have, because you're able to cover so much more when it's just one-on-one, mm-hmm. do you anticipate her getting more advanced than her, than her peers at her age level in a school? I'm, 
Yes, but not necessarily um, intangible skills. Like she will be able to, by the end of schooling with me, whenever that is, she'll have a lot of skills that kids her age don't have and will never have. Um, Nature, she'll know nature a lot more. She'll be able to identify snakes and bugs and and whatnot. She'll ha- be really talented in watercolor and, and art and so, clay like, building. Like extra curricular type of Yeah, thing. yeah. But I actually would argue with you that they're extra. I think that they're not. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, she will have those skills. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, th- those are sort of some of the bigger things that we do um, with, with, Math. I think that she'll be basically on level. I'm not. I'm not pushing her really hard. I, I'm not using this as an opportunity to like be a tiger mom. Um, and and on on reading also, like we're she's reading on level, and I'm not pushing her really hard because I don't want her to hate school. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't want that to be this. Mm-hmm. And so we're. I'm teaching her on level. But by the end of it, like she'll be. I mean, she sews. She can sew a button on a shirt at six years old. Mm-hmm. How many six year olds can do that? <laughs> That's right. Does she? Does she know how to clean her room? <laughs> no, that's not. <laughs> she could. I give her a dollar. All right. Exactly. Yeah. So do, do you, you mentioned like you, that you use a certain curriculum. Are there, you know, we're not familiar at all with what, what's out there. Are there, there are resources and curriculums for There's homeschooling? so much. Mm-hmm. So it's actually funny that you asked that because I, um, I just got a grant from an education foundation to create a 10 video series, YouTube series on introducing homeschooling to the Jewish community. And that's exactly what I'm doing is introducing mm-hmm. curriculums. Um, but the short answer to the question is there's so many that it's overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's different philosophies. There's different, um, there's so many different curriculums within those philosophies. Um, and then there's sort of the secular stuff. And then there's like math curriculums that are usually totally separate from those. Um, so you, there's a lot of choices that homeschool parents have to make, um, which is exciting, but also overwhelming. Um, if you, especially, I mean, math is like the easiest ex- example for me to keep throwing out there. But um, if you have a kid who, who my oldest daughter she learns really well with manipulatives, with tangible things. Um, my second kid, I, I'm going to try the same curriculum with him, but he has a different brain. And so I don't know if, if it will work for him as well. But the cool thing about homeschooling and what might make it a little bit challenging on my end is that I can teach for them. And so my, my older daughter learns one way and I, I'm familiar with that from the gate. I know how she learns. And so I can, I can tailor her math curriculum to how she learns. And my second kid, I know right out the gate on the first day of school, this is actually a better curriculum for him, I think. Mm -hmm. And we can change gears if it's not. Um, And that's, that's flexibility that you don't have in a classroom because um, you have some kids who learn one way and have some kids that learn another way, but there's, there's only one curriculum. So you get a sense of what works for each of them as, Mm -hmm. as you, as you go along. Yeah. Yeah, and you can really like tailor it um, to their interests. And so my oldest daughter is super duper into bugs, and so we we talk a lot about bugs and we count bugs and count legs. And if if the if the spider has seven legs and then you take away four legs, how many legs does he have left? And there's a lot of that kind of stuff um, because I I know what she's interested in because she's mm-hmm. my kid, and I can tailor yeah. it that way. It's nice. Mm, interesting. Okay. Wow. Yeah, that, that definitely a big advantage. Yeah. And okay, so what about the fact that you know a lot of a lot of the kids learning they pick up from the fact that they're they're in a classroom setting, so they they have to like there's, there's sort of like uh, 
consequence if they don't finish the material. They're they're, they're going to be behind the other children. They're not they're they're going to they're not going to be able to you know there's always that threat of not going to the next grade. Um, when you're homeschooling, you take all that away. So yeah, there are are there children that need let's say some sort of, some sort of motivation for them to work hard. I mean, maybe. I mean, we. I I think as a parent, there's. Sh- they should be listening to you. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. matter if they're your, they're your teacher or not. And so, um, you know, we sit down, I say, okay, it's time to homeschool. And I get the like, oh, but I want to go play. And I'm like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. We're going to play. We're going to do school for an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, but there's not, I mean, the nice thing about homeschool, it's like, there's no grades. Like there's no first grade, second grade, third grade. So like people ask me what, or people ask my daughter, what grade is she in? And she's like, I guess I'm in kindergarten, but mm-hmm. like, there's no really such thing. Um, <laughs> and that's, that's freeing in a way because she can, I mean, especially with my older son, he's a better example. Like we can do fourth grade English next year, Wow. you know, and we probably will. Um, we're probably going to skip a lot of the stuff that I, I mean, I know we're going to skip all the stuff that I did with my daughter this year because I taught her how to read this year, mm-hmm. but I'm going to be sitting down with him and he'll be reading boxcar children to me for 15 minutes and that will be English. Um, oh. And so, yeah, so it's a nice, it's a, it, but at the same time, he's at a fourth grade reading level, but he still needs kindergarten math. He'll still be in kindergarten, mm-hmm. um, but I'll probably be able to accelerate. I'll probably be able to hit the gas on it because right. he was around for so much of his, his sister's stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the, incentives are different um there's no um there's no push to do that but i don't i don't i mean maybe it's my kids and i i just don't i don't think it's necessary because like you sit down and we do work that's mm-hmm. just it <laughs> right and and what do the kids do about there's so much free time in the day because you know school only takes yeah so much less they have a lot of free time what, what are they doing the rest of the time so it's nice um so i mean i i'm privileged in that i have a lot of kids very close together in age. And so they play together all day. They, I mean, they fight all day too. Of course. <laughs> like being real here. Um, there's a lot of like, but he took my car and I'm like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, I mean, we go on a hike a lot on, in the nice weather. Oh, we go outside. Nice yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we bake, we, um, I, I try to keep the screens off during the week. Um, not because I'm like a masochist, but because it, it turns their behavior into like horror show. And so it's just not worth it. So no um, screens at all? For the most part, no. So really? the wow. piano, the piano program that my daughter does is on YouTube. Um, and then there's like, but it's not exciting. There's not like, oh, yeah. I got to watch YouTube. It's like, no, you got to sit down and do a piano <laughs> lesson. Um, but for the most part, we, we do no screens. Um, so you, are you actively involved in that and in, in what they're doing all day? Does that mean that you're on no. call on no. duty? Oh all my day? God. No, oh my mm-hmm. God. No, I want nothing to do with it. Like they, they go play. I mean, she does school for an hour and a half. It's torture. And then she wants to run away and go play and get away from me. And that's great. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they, they have a tons of toys all around my house. My house looks like a war zone by the end of every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and they play together and you know, we have quiet time. We, we, they help me make dinner. There's, I mean, we also, before Corona, were doing a lot of things. And like in retrospect, in, since having this sort of at home time, we were doing too many things, mm-hmm. but we, before this happened, like we were out every day. Um, on Mondays we would, she, she had a gymnastics class on Tuesdays. She had an art class on Wednesday. She had a clay building class at the local community center. They did like clay building for homeschool kids. Um, 
the one of my other kids did another gym class. Um, actually, both my sons did a gym class. And um, I feel like we're missing something. Yeah, I mean, we were just doing too much. Oh, there mm-hmm. was like an Irish dance class in there too. Mm-hmm. There was a lot. There was a lot of outdoor stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes we would go, there was like an indoor playground that we used to go to and we would spend like a morning there. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if, we, if I could extract a promise of doing school in the afternoon instead. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, we were out of the house all the time. Um, oh, okay. So it was actually hard to find time to do school. But who knows what that's going to be like next year? Because exactly. I already know half the things that we did are now out of business. So right. they really shut down. Yeah, oh. yeah. The indoor playground shut down. Um, I don't know if the dance company is going to make it. Um, the gym I'm praying makes it. Um, it it's yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to survive. I right. the the clay building class. I don't think they're going to hold it again. The art class. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Wow. Oh, that's that's uh, yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, it really sucks. Yeah. It's it's watching their entire childhood go up in flames because it's not just all of those classes too, which like non like non homeschoolers were doing. Like it, it wasn't. They would go after school. school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like the gymnastics class was after school. The dance class was after school. Um, the other the clay building class and the art class, they they had combination. They would do homeschool classes during the day, but then they would do after school classes in the afternoon. Um, and then like we would go to the some my my daughter not during the fall because they were always falling on the holidays but in the spring she was doing like a, a science class at the zoo i don't i don't know if they're gonna do those again a lot of the teachers quit after the 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 shutdown the government mm-hmm. shutdown because we lived down in dc and so our local zoo shut down when the government shut down like a year right. ago mm-hmm. um and like we were doing like extra classes all the time at the aquarium in baltimore or the um the science maryland science center in baltimore also so you would drive there Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. it's 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 not a far drive it was like a half an hour 40 minutes to Mm -hmm. baltimore um we were doing classes um but that would be like one time thing yeah no they uh, no they were they weren't regular classes but they i mean Mm -hmm. they were frequent enough between all of them that we were in baltimore once twice three times a month sometimes there was Mm -hmm. also the baltimore symphony orchestra do um midday performances and they would they would sell the balconies to homeschoolers and so they had schools doing the the orchestra level but then all in the balconies they sold tickets to the homeschoolers mm. um and so we were doing stuff like that wow all the time but i don't i don't know what's yeah. going to be next year no oh. oh, well, no but even the, the kids that go to school don't know what's going to be next year right yeah yeah mm-hmm. which is why a lot of people are thinking about homeschooling now Right. You're seeing an uh, increase in, in uh, interest in that. Massive. Yeah. 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 Uh, wow. Because people don't want to send their kids to school in a mask and they don't want to send their kids to school behind a trash bag. Mm-hmm. Um, they're doing like the, they're talking about doing like partitions and um, they, yeah. I mean, what school sounds like next year. I, if I were not already homeschooling, I probably would be homeschooling next year because it's right. just not, it's not conducive to, it's anti-child, honestly. Mm-hmm. And it's not conducive to education. Mm-hmm. Restrictive, um, um, part-time, only uh, half the half the classroom or less. Yeah, it's just. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's like, it's you know, everyone be, says like. An environment says, of fear. Yes, yes. And it's, it's going to traumatize an entire generation of children. And mm-hmm. uh, in my opinion, need, needlessly. Mm-hmm. Um, the research that's coming out of Australia and Norway, when they opened their schools like normal, there was not a huge uptick. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay, so talk about yourself. You as a mom, but you're also, you have a career. You do have to earn a living. Yes. So how do you fit it in? How do you manage to be a mom for your kids, a teacher for your kids, and your career, and do well at your career? (laughs) Well, well, it's relative. Um, So I I have the luxury of being a part-time editor at my, at my website. And my boss is super duper understanding about if there's like a stomach flu that goes through my house. And I'm like, sorry, this is just not going to be a week where I'm working. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's really flexible and really kind. And, and I work, I work part-time and I freelance also. So it's up to me if, if I have a lot going on, I just, I don't pitch something. Um, but I mean, it's a lot of late nights. Um, I, I, we sort of have, I, I don't, I'm not type A. I don't like structure our day like 9 a.m. We do this, 10 a.m. We do this, but it just sort of has evolved that in the morning while my daughter, my baby's awake, um, I'll get worked on in the morning before we do morning time. And so I'll be feeding my kids breakfast and um, getting people dressed and, and I'll have my computer on my kitchen counter and I'll be like doing work and then getting kids dressed and making breakfast. And, um, and then when Multitasking. She- yeah, yeah. And then when she goes down for a nap is really when we, that first nap of the day is when we do homeschool. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's almost always enough time. Um, but, uh, but then after that, I, I try to get a little bit done in the afternoon. Um, and then I finish in the evening. So, I mean, all told, it's probably four hours of work, but it's spread out over the course of 12 hours. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and your kids are young now, so you, you yeah. have... You have that luxury that by seven, eight o'clock at night, it's quiet. I wish. <laughs> no, <laughs> we've not been good about getting them to bed at, at, a, at a reasonable hour. Bedtime's yeah. challenging. Bedtime takes, I mean, little kids, bedtime takes yeah. time. Yeah, it does. Time. I remember that stage. <laughs> it's really, uh, it's, it's challenging. Yeah, it's not, I look it's forward not, to it's, saying that. I remember that stage. Yeah. <laughs> well, at, at my stage, the kids that go to sleep after me. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. So you so you're able to fit it in because because of your flexibility of your work schedule. Yeah. And you don't have like hard deadlines like you need yeah. to get in a story by a certain time or or you know you never have that. Not really. Um and if I do then I've signed up for that. So if I pitch something to like the New York Post, they have deadlines because uh it's a, it's a paper and mm-hmm. they have to go to print. Mm-hmm. And so I'm very careful about pitching things to the New York Post because I know that there's a drop dead deadline and I have mm-hmm. to get it into them. And they also know me. And so they're like, we'd like you to get it in on Tuesday. And then I get it to them on Tuesday and they're like, oh, we're actually running it on Wednesday. I'm like, uh-huh. they, they built it in. <laughs> triggers. Right. So. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. So talk about the big question that people have about homeschooling is how are my kids going to have friends? So much, so much, so much, so much of a childhood development is not just from what they learn in school, but to their friends and their interaction with their peers. So that's a big question that you must get all the time. Yes. And so my, my tongue-in-cheek answer to that is um, the fact that they are not in school socializing with kids is a feature, not a bug. My daughter doesn't come home, Miss Sassafras, and there's no competition about having iPads or going to Israel for the summer. There's none of that stuff that happens in schools. Mm-hmm. I can be much more choosy with my kids' friends. And so the dad that I hate, our children are not friends because I get to choose that. There's a dad that I hate. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's like what it comes down to. I don't, um, 
I mean, as, as I said, like we do a million activities and so there's a lot of opportunities for socialization. Um, and I was planning on sending my kids to summer camp this year. Um, and that was going to be, that was going to be a huge way for them to make more lasting friendships. Um, we belonged to the local pool last summer. Um, and that was going to be, that was a way for them to make friends. Um, and so summers are a big opportunity for that. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you just have to be mindful of like making play dates on the weekends. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and doing Shabbos meals together with people and, um, and, and, you know, they, she does, my oldest daughter, my, my son doesn't really care, but my oldest daughter does so many activities that she, she made friends by the end of the year. Uh, from the, from the activities that she's mm -hmm. seen the same kids again and again yeah. there. Yeah. There, mm -hmm. I mean, there's a decent homeschool community. Um, and so, you know, we would get, there's play dates and get togethers and whatnot. And so they, they definitely. During, during regular day, like regular mm -hmm. school hours even. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And That's the nice cool. thing, honestly, for me also was that my kids not all of their friends are just like white upper class Jewish kids. Mm -hmm. um, they had like a huge cross section of friends. And, and I, that was part of the allure of homeschooling was because I didn't want them to have monolithic friend relationships. Groups. Right. They, yeah. should, they should yeah. be exposed to other, mm -hmm. yeah. other people not like them. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And oh. sometimes they don't like them and sometimes they do. And right. um, you know, you kind of have to navigate that a little bit. Um, but I, I, I think it's really, uh, it's, it's really valuable and something that, um, they, they wouldn't have necessarily gone if they were in day school. Mm -hmm. Oh, interesting. It's just, it's fascinating to, 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 to have that. You, you basically, you, you, you could sort of like engineer your children, your children's friends and like design it almost. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I was able to successfully extract one friend okay. <laughs> um, because That's She's still young. <laughs> yeah. Well, I like the, the dad brought the daughter to a play group with, a, with Nora virus, with a stomach virus and she mm. got us sick. And so she was like, I don't want to be friends with her either. I'm like, okay. that's yeah. right. Good choice. <laughs> yes, that's correct. Okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, th that's sort of the nice thing, but I think people also overestimate how much um, socialization actually happens in schools. Um, you're sitting at a desk all day and mm -hmm. the only time that you really have to, to talk are at recess and, um, and at lunch. Um, and I mean, that's what, like an hour, an hour and a half. And my kids are getting an hour and a half of, of socialization, just not in a school setting. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other nice thing is there's not just socializing with people exactly their age. Um, so they're socializing with kids. I mean, especially at like homeschool playgroups, they're socializing with kids who are five years older or babies. And there's a whole cross section of, of kids that they're friends with mm -hmm. um, age wise. And I think that that's really nice because it's sort of a weird thing to like only have seven year old friends when you're seven and only have eight year old friends when you're, when you're eight. Um, I don't think it's natural. Um, and so, it's, it's, I think, been a really good learning opportunity for my kids to have, to figure out how to be friends with a 10-year-old and a 12-year-old mm -hmm. and also a three-year-old. And I, I think that's an important life skill. So, so you have to be more mindful of it and you have to be more proactive so that your kids do get the social, socialization that they yeah. need that they would get, otherwise get in school. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. But you, but so you, you that's to, part of it. That's mm -hmm. part of it. You're not, you're not just worried about their education. You're mindful about their, their social interaction. Yeah. Yeah. And, and my, I like, 
I, I think my children are un- unnaturally sweet for their ages and, and this time period of life. And I think that that's because they spend their days listening to the Chronicles of Narnia and boxcar children and really like pure, nice things. Mm-hmm. And they're not standing at recess talking to the kid who he grabbed his dad's phone and was watching like God only knows what. I mean, those Mm -hmm. things happen in from schools too. And, and the, the pollution of their souls, Mm -hmm. um, that, um, I mean, not just like technology and, and, and sort of culture, but also just the things that are happening in other people's homes. You kind of, and and I'm speaking from the experience of I was the kid who had the bad home. Mm -hmm. I was the one who was corrupting all of my, my, good pure friends um and i don't want my kids to be friends with people like i was (laughs) i don't want them to hear about divorce and you know Mm. you don't even want to know what i was seeing when i was seven Mm. and eight years old and i was telling my friends about that stuff and and taking a piece of their innocence um and and i am much more able to guard my kids innocence because i'm always around right okay and and how how far down the line do you envision doing homeschooling? Like our society has in general is built around school and friends Mm -hmm. and, 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 uh, you know, there's competition, there's peers. That's all part of most people's development. Which is part of why I don't want to send my kids to school. (laughs) Right, exactly. So, but eventually they do have to go out into the world. They do have to to leave the house. I'm saving, I got that college fund. So, I mean, it's, it's really up to my kids. Um, If I, I sort of see my daughter eventually hitting a point where she's like, I want to go to school, Mm -hmm. but she's mentioned it a few times and I'm, and I point out, you know, the school bus left an hour ago and you're just now getting out of bed mm-hmm. just so you know. Yeah. And it's going to be tough for all the kids mm-hmm. when, when this is finally over. Yeah, all the- <laughs> yeah. Cause it's not normal. It's not natural. It's, right. it's not, they shouldn't very tired. Yeah. It's too much. Um, and I point out to her, you know, the school bus just came home and she's like, what? I'm like, yeah, that's how long your day would have been. Mm-hmm. And then you would have come home with homework. And she was right. like, Mm-mm, no. <laughs> so I will continue pointing that out. Right. But if it gets to the point where she's like, I still want to go. I'm like, she wants to be normal, right? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily think that normal or not normal, but I think that she'll, I right, know just what the, the child's perception. Yeah. yeah. I think that she'll get to the point where, well, I don't even think it's the perception because most of her circle, half of her circle is homeschooled. Mm-hmm. So this is normal to her. Um, but I think it might get to the point where she's like, yeah, I could go to school. Um, but as of now, she's loving this. I mean, she gets to choose what she wants to do. She has an hour and a half of school a day and then she gets to play the whole day. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what school's going to look like for a long time. And when she gets to be middle school, high school, the days will be longer. Um, but she's still going to have a ton more free time and mm-hmm. a ton more autonomy to choose what she wants to learn mm-hmm. um, that she wouldn't have in school. So, I mean, she could try it. It's up to her. Um, my son, my older son, I don't foresee him thriving in a classroom setting maybe ever. I mean, uh-huh. college is a different story, but um, he is like a bad combination of gifted, but also like he can't sit still. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so he he wouldn't, I don't, I don't know how he would survive. Like my mm-hmm. husband is very similar and he got kicked out of school out of a lot of schools and like he paid his parents paid for full tuition (laughs) and people and schools were like, we can't handle him. him." And my husband's brilliant, 
but mm-hmm. like he couldn't sit still. And now as an adult, he has a standing desk and he walks around and it takes him all day to work, but like he's brilliant and he runs a magazine for his 40th birthday. He like has a magazine. Mm-hmm. So it's not, it's not like a lack of intelligence. It's just, he, he was built, a, he was wired a different way. My, my older son is wired a different way. And I think my younger son is too, mm-hmm. but he doesn't have the brilliance that my older son has. Um, but I, I think my husband was done a disservice in the day school mm-hmm. um, model. He could, he could have done better in a, in a being homeschooled. I think so. But I mean, homeschool now, not home, There was not what, what exists now did not exist then. Like his parents were just in a hard place. Um, yeah. But he was not, I mean, the day was too long and it was too, it was too grueling. It was not, um, it wasn't interesting enough to him. Um, it wasn't tailored to what he wanted to do. And so he rebelled. And thank God he turned out the way he did, but it's a kind of like, despite his education, not because of his education, he turned Mm. out the way he did. Mm -hmm. Wow. So there are people that homeschool straight through all the way through high school. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's less common and most, most people eventually, not most people, but a fair number of people sort of, the the nice thing is also you can, um, you can sort of uh, hybrid it. When you get into high school, you can have the kids taking um, community some some courses. Yeah, community college classes, and so you can graduate high school with a semester. Yeah, a semester or a year of credits. Mm -hmm. That's pretty good. Yeah. Okay, and I I mean the kids have to want to do it, but yeah, if they do, then then they're they're ahead of the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's interesting. They can choose the courses that they're taking in college. I would have mm-hmm. loved that in high school. And I did that actually in high school. I took community classes in high school. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So let's let's just wrap it up. <laughs> One more question. Um, if someone's thinking of, of doing this and they're, they're obviously, it's the brunt of it usually is going to fa- fall on the mom in most cases. Yeah. And, they, they, you know, they feel like it, it really is going to take a lot out of me. And they don't know if they have it in them to be able to do it. Is there anything, any encouragement that you could give them to? I mean, it doesn't have to be all on you. There's, um, there's a lot of resources. If planning is the overwhelming thing, there's so many. I mean, you can just also pay for a consultation from a homeschool professional who they can like help you build your curriculum. Um, the one that I always recommend is cmplenary.com, Charlotte Mason Plenary. Um, right on her website, she's Jewish and she has a like new to homeschooling link and she'll sit with you and sort of go through what she thinks and what you think your kids need and you kind of build the curriculum together. Um, I think that that's a really easy way to start. Um, but also it's really important to teach your kids to be more self-reliant. That way it's not all on you all day. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that takes different forms. I mean, so my daughter is super artistic. And so how I get her out of my hair is I buy a lot of art supplies and she's, she just does it. And she listens to Audible on our Sonos speaker. She listens to, to audiobooks mm. and, and does art for hours and hours and hours. Mm. And my sons love trains and cars. And so we have a good collection of train tracks and cars. And, and that's what they do. I mean, it's, it, you have to sort of, you can't just leave them to do nothing. But um, you also have to teach them to entertain themselves. Mm-hmm. And you find that they're... they're- they're able to do that because mm-hmm. of their situation. They're able yeah, to I mean, they learn how to entertain themselves yeah. and not keep on coming back. Mom, board, yes. mom, and board. Yes. Because if they come to me, mom, and board, I'm going to give them things that they don't want to do. So. <laughs> okay. Wow. That's been fascinating. It's really, really interesting. And yeah. uh, now 
you know, parents all over, which is, we're getting a, a little bit of a taste of what it's like. I mean, my, my kids are still dialing in and zooming in. And, but, but, but like you said, a lot of the nice things like you know, getting up later. And, yeah. Yeah. And, and it's just, nice. And having that time together is really nice. It's really nice. And, the, and, 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 and the evenings, they let's bake, let's do something. Yeah. Yeah. There's, that, there's that, there's always that part that, you know, when, when they eventually do go back to school, they, they're going to look back at this period and say, you know, there was, there's actually something nice about it. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. a beautiful thing. I, we really like it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you so much, Bethany. Yeah, thank you. Inspiration and, uh, you know, maybe we'll inspire <laughs> some other people to consider the idea. And like you said, besides the cost savings and, and you know, the huge financial stress tuition is, is a lot of other added, added benefits that you pointed out. Yeah. Fascinating. All right. Thanks. Okay. Thank you. You've been listening to Chinuch 2.0, a show exploring the changes happening to how we do Chinuch. Chinuch 2.0 is hosted and produced by me, Aaron Parks. Special thanks to Dovin Lichtenstein of Headlines, who inspires the show. You can subscribe to the show on Apple or Google Podcasts or on our website, chinuchshow.com. For suggestions, comments, or guests' ideas, please visit chinuchshow.com. Thanks for listening.